Welcome to Figuring Out, a podcast where we discuss all things related to relationships, intimacy, identity, power dynamics, and more. My name is Ilya, Michaela, Oscar, Tara, and Amanda, and you're listening to Figuring Out. Halloween weekend. Welcome back to returning listeners. Welcome anyone new that's tuning in. Um, last year, we talked about a lot of important topics, and this year, we're continuing to do so with a new court new cohort. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm so excited for us to get into Halloween. So what is everyone's like preconception of like what Halloween should be um, or like Halloween? So growing up, Halloween was this the night where you would simply just dress up and, you know, go get candy. You go with your friends, you go with your parents, with your family. You eat a lot before, but you still have to make enough room for the candy that you're going to eat. But also growing up Catholic, there's also this like other side of Halloween where it was like sort of like this fear mongering that like, you know, the devil's going to snatch you tonight. So you better be like on your best behavior or that like there's going to be like demons going around and stuff like that. And so it's definitely a bit of like a weird not weird, but it was just something that, like, had to be, be brought up every Halloween. That's like, you know, you can have fun. Remember that there's demons around, so be careful. I mean, I never believed it, but, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I, like, it was really interesting to see how, like, my whole family would react to Halloween. Like, they'd be really for it and, like, dress up and everything. But then, like, the day or the day before, the day after, they would, like, be blessing us with like holy water and everything but it was really interesting <laughs> yeah i think similarly to oscar's um like experience with halloween like my mom is like super like like very regular i guess in her beliefs and like my dad's like super religious and like conservative so like i always grew up with like the duality of like getting dressed up for halloween and like just like enjoying it as a kid like dressing up getting candy but then like my dad would always like be like you know it's like the devil's holiday (laughs) and that was like a really weird like duality but I always enjoyed Halloween growing up and I thought it was just fun to like dress up especially as a kid this is all very new to me um I was raised Jewish um and maybe that there is something in Judaism with Halloween I truly don't know Um, But in my family, there was never any association of Halloween with any sort of religious or terror connotations or anything, if that makes sense. Halloween was really perceived by my family as like an exciting time. This is when you get to like have fun with your friends and dress up, get candy, um, get to give out candy at the door. And I feel like compared to popular interpretations of Halloween, My understanding of it growing up was very tame, quote unquote, I guess. It was very much like trick-or-treating, hanging out with family and friends, um, as opposed to going all around the city. Yeah, I mean, I feel like mine was similar to Amanda's. My parents were really into it when I was a kid. They loved decorating. They loved handing out things. I don't know. Like, I lived in a a pretty close community. So it was like a community holiday when I was very little. Um, 
Yeah. I only got to keep like 15 pieces of candy though. I was like one of those, I had one of those moms. The rest of our candy was, um, I remember this recently, or the rest of our candy was donated to the troops. Like that was a effort. I don't know if you guys knew about this, like candy for troops, um, like a very weird war effort of the 2000s, but that was my Halloween experience. I had no idea about candy for the troops. That's wild. So that's, you know, a thing about our experience that doesn't mesh. Um, but I really loved what you were saying about like a community-based holiday, because like for me growing up, it was very community-based. It was like my school would always do something. And then the apartment building that I lived in, everybody decorates. Um, so like the entire apartment building would come up with an idea of what Halloween meant to that community. Um, so that kind of makes me think of Vassar and, you know, um, cultural conceptions at Vassar specifically of what Halloween means, what Halloween is and what Halloween quote unquote should be. So for me, I've only experienced one Halloween here, which was last year. And it was definitely interesting because they emphasized Halloween and like Founders Day, another holiday or like another tradition at Passer so much to the point where our students or like our our A's as most colleges have them um, have like this talk like they sit us down with our fellow e other fellowies in our group and they tell us about like you know they're really upfront that like you know some students are going to be inclined to use new drugs or use more drugs than they're supposed to or you know drink too much or anything like that and so they provide us with this talk they sit us down and they're like oh here is what to do just in case this happens and they bring up like the good samaritan policy and they bring up like ems and everything like that and it was just really interesting because i had never like been around or like what's it called like seen drugs being used during halloween because back home like people are just getting candy and going like i don't know like teenagers are reckless enough like they don't need drugs most of the time but um yeah it was just really interesting to see how much like intoxication came into play at Vassar. and also how they the Stufels also brought up I think my Stufel brought up like don't wear anything offensive which is kind of funny to be brought up but we'll talk more about that in a bit but yeah it was just really interesting to see how Vassar Halloween differed from my Halloween but yeah yeah and like the idea of that like Stufel talk is kind of interesting because in obviously it's giving like first year's tools they might need for Halloween, but it also like kind of like sets an anticipation for Halloween. Like it's always like Stufels. I was a Stufel and I remember like in some ways it felt like I was telling the first years like Halloween's a big deal here. Like big things are gonna happen and like kind of like further like kind of creating an anticipation or like a norm of like Halloween's this crazy time and like you have to be careful I don't know yeah 
it's a it's an interesting thing to like for sophomores to warn first years yeah I think what you were saying about like sophomores being the ones to warn first years um now that I'm a sophomore I'm like I don't understand how to give that kind of spiel to a first year um because like I've only been here for a year so I'm still learning what Halloween actually is at Vassar um because you know you have that talk of the expectations of like here's what everyone's going to be doing this weekend. You need to be careful of X, Y, and Z. Um, but everyone's experience is going to be different. So like, it's helpful for everyone to get the Stufel talk, but it's, st- it's still also like, oh boy, this might not be what I want to do with my Halloween. So it's kind of scary to um, be immersed in that. Like everybody has this understanding of Halloween and you're being inducted into it. Um, even if that's not what you're coming in with or even what you want out of Halloween. Um, And like, that's not me trying to throw like shade on anyone who does want to engage in any sort of behavior on Halloween. As long as you do things safely and you're with like people you feel comfortable with, go for it, my friend. Um, But like, it can still be really jarring to be put into that conversation Um, And even though it's like with your Stufel, so it should make it more familiar, it's still like you're opening up a big box. Yeah, I think also another thing that I remember my Stufels talked about was like being an active bystander, just because I feel like during that weekend, like, like so many people are on so many different substances or like blackouts. So like, I feel like that's something that I enjoyed that like the Stufels talked about, because it's really not easy to like kind of like intervene when you see situations like that and Vassar like security like their eyes can't be on everything all at once especially in the tent when it's so dark so I think that was important to bring up I feel like we've been talking a lot about like the riskier side of Halloween um and I would also really be interested in like the kind of like passive side that's active at Vassar during the day um because I think like Michaela, you mentioned the tent. We're going to we're going to go into that because there's a whole conversation around what the tent is. Um, But going into like other things that the college is active in, um, I think the spectacular stroll is what it's called of like having the health promotion um, office and SABP and other offices being um, present and like giving out information on being a bystander. Um, I think that was a really interesting way of seeing um, the college extend that beyond the Stufel. So like you have a conversation with your Stufel group where you get some information on substances, being aware, um, being a bystander consent, and then having something else happen during the day before any of that nighttime activity starts of like extending that education. Yeah, I think the um, president also holds something like where you can like come by and pick up candy, which is nice. And there's also a group called Big Night Inn on campus that's really helpful for people that like might not like the party scene. So like there's other stuff that are like, I guess, like less like more passive um, if you're not into like partying or things of that nature. I do think, however, there is an expectation like for you to kind of indulge in like the culture of Halloween weekend, which is like, you know, maybe trying a new drug or, you know, getting really like drunk 
or like uh, going to like multiple parties that night, going to multiple pregames, going to the tent. I feel like there is that like expectation because like most of the schools are also doing that. So yeah, and also Vassar Small Campus also to like to mind as well because I don't say the majority, but there's a good amount of people that are doing a lot of like substances. And so, like, when you have a big majority of people, I feel like you're kind of inclined. It's like, oh, it might be safe or it might be for me. But I think in those moments, you also have to keep in mind that, like, it's a really high-pressure environment. It's a really, like, loud environment. Like, everyone's doing, I feel like everyone's kind of just reckless at that point. But not in, like, a violent way, more of just, like, drugs and stuff like that. But I think what I've always emphasized with my friends and even the first years that I've gotten to know is around is like always be with groups of friends that you trust. Like if you're going to try a new drug, like at least be with people that you know, people that you trust and people that are willing and like open to taking care of you if anything goes wrong. Because not everyone is entitled. Not everyone is entitled to be a babysitter or you know stuff like that and so i think it's one thing to completely advise against trying a drug because i feel like people are gonna end up trying it but it's better to offer like solutions and i think that's something vassar does okay around especially with this dufel talk like they're not completely saying that you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that but they're saying like in case this does happen you need to be aware of like these resources such as ems it's during Hollow Weekend is a pretty um, packed organization. Like they're always on call answering things. And I think in that case, Vassar is doing a pretty good job about like awareness and being proactive. And I don't know, would there be anything that like Vassar could do better or anything that Avastor is doing extremely well at for the rest of y'all. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, obviously EMS gets really busy around like Halloween or Founders Day, but I think the good thing about them is like people aren't like afraid to call them. Feels like a very usable service. And like, I think that's really good. I think Vassar does a good job of like making sure that people aren't afraid to ask for help if it feels like like a dire situation. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying this to like promote drug use on campus, but I feel like if you are, if you want to try a new drug or like a new substance, I feel like Vassar is the place to do it just because I know like they had like these testing kits where you could like test if your drugs were pure. And I also feel like a lot of like the measures they have are less punitive than like other schools, especially if you're like trying to help someone like I know like at other schools, even if you're not the person doing like the drug, you could get in trouble for like even like helping someone out. So I do think in the way that Vassar like has its measures like set in place, it it, it makes it very like comfortable to like kind of, you know, try new things. And also, I know for EMS, they had like EMS like stationed at the Aula during like Halloween weekend, which is like really close to like where the tent usually is. So they do like I feel like Vassar does a pretty good job. 
Yeah, going off of that health promotion and education, their office um, does Narcan training throughout the year. And I know that this year they have one for like the 27th, I'm pretty sure. It's like a couple days before Halloween weekend. Um, and that testing kits can be provided upon request. Um, so it's like providing students with the means to um, be safe because trying to preach abstinence that's not going to work no matter what you're preaching it about. Um, so I think that Vassar does a good job of being like, we're not trying to prevent people from getting into certain situations. It's making sure that people are safe no matter what they're doing. Um, yeah. But again, I'm only a sophomore and I've only had one year experience of Halloween weekend. So I don't have like a whole ton of knowledge about what Vassar does um, because I'm still pretty pretty new to it so to speak. I feel like we've talked about a lot of the stuff that Vassar is pretty good about in terms of like drugs, drug policies. The one thing that I was thinking about as like and a pretty serious negative is I I know one at least one person who was like expelled or asked to leave for selling drugs. Um and so it's interesting Vassar has like a very lenient part policy about using um or like buying but selling is like very feels like a very hard line policy for them especially like compared to like the way they treat like other perpetrators of other people who break other laws it's interesting that they've they take such a hard line on selling drugs i think <clears throat> speaking on that um i think Vassar's priorities in terms of like cute punishments is super sketchy, I think, because I think Vassar's like pun priorities in terms of like punishments or like punitive measures are kind of out of line sometimes because like usually a, someone who like deals drugs is usually someone who's like BIPOC or like FTLI. Um, but then there's like other things that happen at Vassar in terms of like costumes which we can dive deeper into next um in terms of like um people dressing up as offensive um things and like culturally appropriating certain aspects of someone else's identity and wearing it as a costume that weekend like personally at the noise tent last year i saw a white guy wearing a sombrero and a poncho which is something very closely insensitive to my Mexican culture. And just seeing that at the noise tent at my first year at Vassar, not even three months in, like really shocked me. It didn't really shock me because I feel like I kind of expected it because it is a PWI. But it was just more of like, I had never seen anyone do that in front of me before. Because back home, no one really dresses up as a Mexican because we're all Mexican. <laughs> And so, you know, we're all dressing up as like Michael Myers or Elmo or I don't know, a hot dog. But over here, people actually dress up as other people's cultures, which I don't get. But I think there's a lot to unpack, especially from Vassar being a, a pretty elite and like white institution. Yeah, I think my freshman year, there was an instance. So I'm Jamaican. Um, and there was an instance of like, I think a white woman at Vassar wearing um, 
I guess what was supposed to be a Rasta costume. So it was like a hat with like the Rastafarian like colors and like dreadlocks. And I also have dreadlocks. So I was just like, this is like not it. But, you know, it was weird to like see because it's like it just made me very uncomfortable. That's all. Um, I also remember my first year someone being, I don't know, like someone being dressed up as Ratchet Dora. And I just think going off of what Michaela said, like just like it's the whole thing of like putting on like a costume to like have fun or like present a certain way and then like take it off at the end of the night and like go back to like being normal and I'm doing this all with quotation marks but also what Oscar said about the sombreros like at uh Frontera there was like a birthday party one time and it was like a sports team so it was like mostly like white people um and the birthday girl wore a sombrero like the whole time like the staff had like given her a sombrero to wear and like she's taking pictures in it and stuff and I was just like wow what what is going on and like what are the ethics of this um but it's just so interesting to see like how celebration or like a holiday or a party makes people feel like they have a right to dive into like the cultural appropriation of things I was like actually also thinking about Ratchet Dora I remember that from freshman year um yeah um and there's also I think like I was reading about this in a class recently like this history of like white Americans dressing as like a different race in order to just like feel freer or like hide behind the mask of another identity to just like act crazy and it's also the aspect of like Halloween and like spooky vibes and it's like why is this spooky to you or why does this make you feel like you can act a certain way on a holiday yeah like when I think of Halloween I think of characters and dressing up as like someone that you're not and it's like, it, it's weird to see people take Halloween as permission to costume themselves as something that they can discard so easily. Um, and I think like when looking at Vassar, I would like to be like, no, people wouldn't do that. We're a liberal arts institution. People have awareness. They really don't. <laughs> like it is so clear that, um, People just have no sense of the fact that they shouldn't be engaging in these acts. Um, And also, I feel like there isn't a super strong culture of discouraging that. You know what I mean? Like in the Stufel talks, there was mention of um, like being sensitive, quote unquote, about costumes or not wearing something from another culture that's not yours. Um, But there wasn't any furthering of that of like, how can I communicate with someone if I see them dressing up in a costume that I feel is really offensive and is making me and other people uncomfortable? No, yeah, cultural appropriation was something I believe to be like a distant concept for me. Because like I said, I grew up in a predominantly Mexican 
Central American area. Brown is pretty low income. Everyone spoke Spanish. And so transitioning to predominantly white, predominantly English speaking, uh, a rich area, um, cultural appropriation became a more clear concept rather than just something that I had seen on like the news or not even on the news, but like on TikToks or like Instagram or stuff like that. And so actually seeing it, seeing it in person was definitely like a shock, but also like I had never felt that disrespected in my life before. And ultimately it's been something that I had to get used to. And I feel like a lot of people of different cultures have to get used to quote unquote because Vassar's like Amanda said Vassar doesn't really provide like solutions for cultural appropriation as they do for like drug use or like intoxication and so it's really interesting to see how Vassar draws the line between that and also speaking of costumes I think Vassar also during like Halloween, Vassar also discusses about um, just like in these moments where there's, you know, immense amounts of intoxication and, you know, drug use and substance use. Vassar also makes it known that like people are going to be sexually and physically active. And so Vassar or a lot of there's a lot of conversations about how costumes and consent come together and so I think I'm more interested to see how you, what types of conversations have y'all heard surrounding like costumes and consent and like beyond just the cultural appropriation but how that may lead into you know moments of intimacy and moments of like you know boundary setting as well that reminds me of a conversation I had like kind of recently I don't want to like call this person out at all and I like don't think that they meant it in a bad way, but someone mentioned to me that one Halloween they had like been a slut for Halloween. That was kind of a that was the thing that I kind of like my alarm bells went off for that like costume idea. Um, just because like I don't know what does it mean to like dress like a slut and to put that outfit on and like signal in the world that like you think that this exists, like this type of person exists. Um and that you can tell by how they dress or look. Um, so that was a costume that made me think about consent and misogyny and stuff and the way that we see it in costumes. Yeah, I think there's this like correlation with like the less clothes you wear, like the more slutty you are. And I think that like shows in like Halloween because even if you like look like for costumes, like um, just like online, like a regular costume, like a lot of them are like, like super revealing, you know, like I think there is this like idea that like the more skin you show, the more slutty you are. And that like how means that one day that you can just like, you know, be a slut, quote unquote. Um, but I don't think that's like necessarily true. The fact like that, like, you know, if you are wearing like something like that someone like deems revealing you're a slut, I don't think that's like true. But I think that's just like the the way that society looks at it. Yeah. And going off of that, like 
the idea of like being perceived as a slut or like you're dressing for someone else's attention is a big part of it as well. I think like it, it feels very misogynistic to me of like looking at somebody else's costume and saying that they chose that because they want people to perceive them as like sexually desirable. Um, how a person dresses is for them. Um, and so even if somebody like does have a goal with their costume of like looking hot, that's okay. That's not a bad thing. And I think that like the conversation very quickly turns to like um, people shouldn't be doing that or people um, like it's a bad goal to have. It's completely fine if somebody wants to show skin, if they want to look hot in whatever way that they define that because people feel hot in all sorts of different kinds of ways and all sorts of different kinds of clothing. Um, and like y'all were saying, that's not consent. So like, even if you're perceiving that as them dressing for somebody else's attention, um, that's not consent. Doesn't mean that you get to say anything or do anything about that. I also feel like there's an interesting complexity to these costumes and especially like just directly saying like, I will be a slut for Halloween. I feel like could also like be a way of maybe like reclaiming the word or like even just like owning it and like what is wrong with being a slut or like what does slut really even mean? Um, And like I was just thinking of this word like really recently because I was looking at different like (laughs) I'm thinking of being like a specific thing and I wanted to get like a leash (laughs) anyway so I was looking at different leashes and they were like come slut like sissy slut like I don't know just like all over these colors and I was just like thinking of the word slut and like what it would mean if I did wear that for Halloween um so I think it is like really complicated I think that's a really good point that's a really good nuance to make um especially when we like when we talk about like sluttiness versus like of costumes and how people see that especially because like I don't know some of these are like people will be like slutty Rosie the Riveter or like slutty Wonder Woman or like you know take like feminist icons and like add I don't know new layers to them and combine things to like subvert stuff so yeah I think that's a good point there are some really creative Halloween costumes so on the topic of creative Halloween costumes I actually last night I was doing some research (laughs) and like going through old Halloween costumes from last year and I came across a specific athletic team that had dressed as Vassar's security campus or campus security Vassar's campus security um so I remember like seeing that and me being like provoked in a certain way and I guess thoughts on that or like security presence during Halloween in general? I think for a lot of BIPOC security presence is something that like scares us or makes us feel more on edge in comparison to like 
white people that don't really have to worry about being like um, profiled or you know harassed by security and I think what Ilya brought up kind of scared me as well because it's like these this athletic team is dressing up as something that genuinely scares a lot of us and could I was I'm just thinking about like how they could could have used that costume as a way to um, harness the power that a security person does have and sort of project it on other people especially BIPOC students at Vassar and so I think I was just I think that just really concerned me the fact that like they're dressing up but they also could harness and like create their own power within that costume yeah I think I think it's a little weird I'm not gonna lie (laughs) just because I know like I know like sometimes like there's a super like immense like security like presence on campus usually like when like things happen like I know like there was this whole thing with like a TH getting robbed or something like that and that was the most I've ever seen like Vasa security on campus and I remember feeling like super uncomfortable during that time especially because I was going into strong my freshman year and like the security wouldn't let me in because he wanted to see my ID I was like you don't think I go here <laughs> and like after that I was just like oof I don't I don't like this presence like it just needs to go down but I mean for the most part it's just I just don't understand why they would just as best as security it's a little weird yeah i mean also speaking of like creative costumes i think vassar has like this expectation where you have to be super creative and ultimately sometimes that isn't really feasible for a lot of students especially low-income students that don't really have the funds or the time to create such an extravagant costume I think also Vassar's play on like Halloween weekend implies that you have to have multiple costumes for each day, including like actually actual Halloween. So I think it's really interesting to see how people have the the what's it called the means of wearing such an extravagant costume, and then like you're sort of like praised for it. You're sort of like you know told so much about it. But then someone wears just like a simple, I don't know, like an angel costume. And not that they're kind of stunned, but I feel like they themselves might also feel a bit like ashamed because it's like everyone's wearing such a big costume, like, and I'm not like, and I think that's something that I battled with last year. I didn't really know what to be. And I just sort of like dressed up as like a random thing. But then like everyone else is like wearing like makeup and like, wings and like everything else so it's definitely something that i had to get used to because back home that costume would have been like i don't know everyone wears that costume so it's like no one's really gonna judge you for that but coming to us it was more of just like oh do i have to go bigger (laughs) or do i have to go home but yeah for sure and that definitely makes me think of the team that dressed up as security because if i had to put money on it if I had to place my bets that was not their only costume 
Like I am willing to bet that they did that for one night of Hollow Weekend and then were able to do like whatever they wanted to do for the other nights. And like, I definitely think that like if people want to dress up for every day, that's totally fine. If people don't want to dress up for every day, that's also fine. Like you should be able to make that decision for yourself. Um, But if that team walked around campus wearing that costume for like three days in a row or for only one day, the perception would be very different than if they did it as a one-time event and then were able to like have the means to do something different for any other day of Hollow Weekend. And like going back to what someone was saying about exerting power, like when Ilya mentioned that team dressing up as security, my immediate gut reaction was just, no, <laughs> like I hate, like I hate that. That was my immediate reaction. And I couldn't really tell why, but as I kept thinking about it, I was like, chances are somebody might think they are security. And so they might turn to that team as a resource for safety and for help um, when they're not, not actually there to provide that. And like, if I'm standing in the noise tent in the dark and then one of the team players comes up behind me and taps me on the shoulder, chances are I'm gonna look at them in the dark and see the security on their chest and be like, wow, that's security. And not be considering the fact that it could be a student um, dressing up as like a person that I've been told will keep me safe or to trust. Um, And like, we're told they'll keep us safe. There's so much uneasiness and feeling of insecurity around that. Um, But like, if I'm in the tent and somebody comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder, my perception is gonna be totally different than if it happened in broad daylight. Yeah, so I think that really connects to specifically the noise tents and our interactions in the noise tent. Um, I would like to hear everyone's thoughts because really last year on like a real level, I remember being in the tent and then like leaving and like needing to like sit down and review the whole time that I was there with like a group of people that were also like so anxious from being in the tent um it just was like a crazy jumble of people and especially like coming out of isolation and COVID that was like a huge reimmersement back into people into the world of Vassar um yeah so what sort of interactions do we see there I think for me my first noise tent and my only noise tent that I've witnessed. It was definitely something that shocked me because it's like this big carnival tent in the middle of a noise circle. Like you wouldn't expect much, but then once you go inside, like half of the school is inside. And so it was really interesting to see how cramped everyone else was. Unless it was raining. And so like everyone was getting mud under shoes, everyone's costumes getting dirty. People are falling into the mud. And it was just like really, I don't know, nasty. Cause I don't know. And there was like flashing lights and like there's smoke. But there's like this one part, like that by the entrance where they're checking IDs, where like it was just like the only lit place. And so, like, if you were like inside the actual tent, like in the middle, you could see people coming in. And like it's just like the eeriness of like the smoke, the fog or whatever coming in. And this is really funny. But 
I mean, it was really interesting to see how people were like acting that night at Neustadt because, like, I think I witnessed like everything that I could possibly imagine in Neustadt. Like, there's definitely drug use. There's definitely like physical intimacy going on, and I think it was just a soccer because it was like it was like my third month at Vassar, so it was definitely like, what the heck. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. Everyone's costume was pretty extravagant and everything. But that's also where I saw my first instance of cultural appropriation. So like, it was a really high pressure, high like, I don't know, high sensory environment. And so me getting mad at the person wearing the sombrero wasn't kind of like the best mix because I was already like really anxious and then like getting mad on top of that so i had to definitely leave for a bit and then i don't know this is just an interesting place i think it's like a fever dream to be honest i remember feeling like a system overload of how much information was there <laughs> so much content i think that this has kind of been said earlier but it's kind of so wild that like Like at other schools that are like non-residential or like bigger, Halloween is like not as centralized. And so it's a really crazy thing that like we all live together and like between like the hours the tent is operational in on that like very important day, like the Saturday of Halloween, like that is like the only thing to do. And that is like where everyone you know is. And that's just crazy. To provide a little callback to our last episode, um, chances are if I see someone in the tent, I'm going to see them in the beast 12 hours later. And I'm going to have full recollection of like who dressed up as what. Um, if I saw someone wearing something that made me upset, that anger is going to last. Um, and just like all of that close proximity in the tent doesn't go away with Vassar because Vassar is pretty small. I also feel like that connection to the Deese kind of makes it like the Deese but like 10 times more intense because then people are like dressed up and like looking to have like a crazy fun night and I don't know I'm also thinking of like how our previous relationships outside the tent then like is escalated inside the tent and like also thinking of like hookup culture and the way that it works outside the tent and the way it's translated into the tent it makes it definitely makes it less safe (laughs) to be honest I have a comment from like earlier in the episode that like I couldn't really fit in but I might just share it now I was thinking about like with culture appropriation there's also the fact that people will dress up as like characters and stuff especially now with more representation that are like not from their culture and like white people have come under fire like for dressing up as like orange the new black characters and like also doing blackface and stuff and there's been a lot of conversation about like how do they do that like respectfully and I think that that's kind of such a silly conversation to have because Like POC have been like dressing up as white people for like so like for so long. I've definitely been a white character before in like my childhood. And 
I don't know. We, we do it in a way that like, we're not like taking a character or like an actor down to like their race in the way that white people will do it. Um, I just think that that's just a crazy part of Halloween of just like seeing people see POC as like their race or like putting that above other things. And that I think is what makes those costumes so like awful and like offensive and like honestly dehumanizing for POC to like look at white people doing that. Yeah, Tara, I think that's really important to bring up. So I want to thank you for like even sharing that and bringing attention to that. I also want to thank the rest of um, you guys on the podcast for bringing up really important discussions on like our perceptions of Halloween and the expectations that Halloween has at Vassar and risky behaviors and costumes and also just what happens, you know, at the tent. I really enjoyed this discussion and I look forward to the next one.